Welcome to Connect FBC, our weekly podcast keeping you in the know. Let's join our hosts now to find out what's happening with FBC. Welcome. I am your host, Heath Casey. Today is Tuesday, September 27th, and I am here with Josh Mitchell, our high school pastor. Hey. And Scott Rudisell, about said skeet. <laughs> the kids call you skeet. Kids call me skeet, yeah. Our, our middle school director. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hello. Ski, Shadrach, you got a lot of I got names. a lot of, Josh, people call me Josh all the time. <laughs> Josh. People call me Josh before Josh even got here. Oh, so. why is that? Janice called me Josh one day, and out of nowhere, and it stuck, so, yeah. Let's think, let's think about youth groups. Names get, they stick. Yeah. <laughs> Nickname. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have these guys here in the podcast studio, because we, I know it's only September, but October is right around the corner, which is the greatest month of the year. Fall weather, football in action, maybe a birthday in there. <laughs> But these guys are heading up our trunk or treat big outreach event. They kind of the staff kind of splits up kind of who heads up the various big, big projects. And how did you guys land trunk or treat this year? I think we actually landed it because your wife said no. Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly how it happened, actually. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> Come on, Shane. They were like, the kids' ministry usually does this, but since the kids' ministry won't, the youth ministry <laughs> will. <laughs> yep. Every kid, everything gets thrown at the youth ministry. Oh, they'll yep. do it. They're young. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a really big event. Tell me about this event, what we do as a church, kind of why we do this. Yeah, well, obviously, we've been talking about Engage, Pursue, Share, and one of the biggest things about this event is we really are, we're we're doing that last one. We want to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to share the good news of Jesus Christ, and events like this provide a great opportunity for that to happen. Right. So we host this big outdoor event. We have lots of people come. I think last year we had, what, over 5,000 people visit our campus. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Yeah. So what uh what all's needed to put on something like this? Well, yeah, go yeah, ahead. We, we have a lot of needs. Biggest needs of those are candy, trunks, and follow up volunteers. Okay. So candy is always something that we need for trunk or treat. I mean, and there's shortages this year. We're getting emails from people saying Hershey's is saying that they're having shortages like already. Are we dialed into Hershey's like oh, supply chain management. Yes, here? exactly. So we've got all the connections. Yeah, we're tuned into the candy industry right now, and they are short. So wow, need a lot of candy, a lot of trunks. We're uh, aiming for fifty trunks this year, and then follow up volunteers. So what we want to do with that is we're going to get people's information and just call them and say, hey. We're glad that you came. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'd love to invite you back. And that's really, I mean, hopefully we get a, a lot of volunteers for that, and it'll make it go faster for us if we get a lot of volunteers for that. Yeah. And then it'll help us connect with the community. So we need people to sign up to do trunks. How many trunks are we aiming for? 50. 50. Yeah. All right. How many do we have right now? Not 50. <laughs> Not 50. Okay. We will get there. If you we want need... the actual number, it's close to 10 right <laughs> okay. now, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Are we blaming Shay again? No. <laughs> no. Not at all. She's been doing great. So, yeah. 50 trunks. We need lots of candy. We're having a small group competition outside the worship center for, for the candy drive. And we're going to need a lot of volunteers to reach out to these people to do the sharing part, as you said, right? Yeah. And it's a such a wonderful opportunity for a member of this church because they have that opportunity to get to know someone and yeah. be a part of like inviting people in. Cause sometimes you, you don't 
end up doing that in your day-to-day life, and this is a great opportunity for that to happen. It so. really is. Well, this is such a neat event that we put on. I I don't know if it's the car show or this one is our largest like on-campus outreach event. So many people. We basically shut down 91st Street. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how everybody feels about that. Yeah. But, uh, we keep the traffic moving this year. But looking forward to it. It's always a fun time. But this is a full-body effort to, yes, to put this on. Right? It is, yeah. yeah. Anything else, guys, you want to add? A fire truck or treat? This year, one of our biggest goals is we want everyone to hear the gospel. And I think it's easy to kind of just say, hey, Jesus loves you and hand some candy out. But we've got a great plan this year. You don't want to miss it. We, we're going to have a skit, and <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be great. It's going to be during the lines so that it's not holding anyone up. And okay. So we're going to have a – I think it's going to be really cool to see people hear the gospel and hear it even in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, i got to know more about a skit. What is going on <laughs> with this skit? Is this a surprise? No, uh, okay. we've got – yeah, we've got a three-part section during the line as they enter in that will – go through big points of the gospel oh, wow. and i think we have several young adults we do yeah being the actors in the skit and yeah. narrators too so i think the act, actual actors aren't doing very much right. but there there's a scripted narration yeah brett's heading that up and he's been doing a good job yeah yeah oh, that's excellent yeah well that's fun guys this is going to be a great event i encourage everybody in this body to get involved we need trunks we need candy and we need people to be present there and to help us follow up and reach out and share the gospel with everybody that comes. Yeah. All right, guys. Josh, Scott, Skeet, Shadrach. <laughs> Shadrach will be there. Shadrach will be there. Be he there. will. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And now it's time for the weekly chat. All right. Welcome to the weekly chat. I'm your host today, Heath Casey. And joining me again this week is our lead pastor, Eric Bryan. Eric? Am I supposed to say go Cowboys based <laughs> yes, on the last time we talked? Right. Okay. There you go. Uh, I'm hoping they have a good season. I'm <laughs> always hopeful for <laughs> Oklahoma fans to have success. There you go. <laughs> well, we were starting a conversation last week about Engage, Pursue, Share. And last week we talked about what it is to be a church family. And, and you kind of laid the foundation for why we talk about Engage, Pursue, Share. But this week I want to focus in on that first one. And that's engage. It gets thrown around a lot, engage the Bible. But in, in Bibles, even in our name, we talked about that last week, Fellowship Bible Church. But why are we so adamant about the Bible around here? Why is that so important to our faith? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. Simple question. Eric. Oh, my gosh. All right. So I, I think there's two reasons, Heath. One is, and I'm just going to give the cookies on the bottom shelf up front, eternal and effective. Hmm. So the Bible's eternal. Now, I'm going to quote a a verse for you that's not exactly talking about the inscripturated Word of God per se. It is talking about the Word of God, which is what we have in the pages of Scripture. Isaiah 48, 40 verse 8, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God will stand forever. You want timeless truth? That's that's the literal definition in the scriptures of it. <laughs> so why is it important? One, it's eternal, as opposed to all the transient words. Every other word that's out there other than the Bible is, is passing yep. eventually. And the second is effective. The Bible, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, the scripture is breathed out by God and profitable 
for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm. My my dear departed dad used to say, the Bible has all of our answers either in principle or precept. Mm. You know, you can turn to the Word of God and you can see a principle in there or an actual precept to do not do those kinds of things, and you get God's roadmap for, for life that yeah. way. And so it's eternal and it's it's effective. I love that. Yeah, that's why we go there. Yeah, I having grown up in the faith around a lot of DTS teachers, including yourself, I think there was an old professor that used to say, God has spoken and he has not stuttered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no stutters. No yeah. stutters. Yeah. So we take it serious around here, and that's part of engaging it. We're going to engage it in all the things that we do, right. in our gatherings, in community, but we also encourage individuals to get engaged. And we use that word engage. A lot of times we might say, you know, you might hear around Christianity or study your Bible, read your Bible, but this word is a little different, right? Why are we saying engage the Bible? So l- let me ask you a question. Okay. How, you and Shay, how long have you been married? Just over 20 years. Okay. But right. before you got married, you got what? We you, get, oh, you we got, got engaged. engaged. And what just... What did that mean to you that you got engaged Ooh. to to this great woman? Great woman. You know, it meant, in my mind, we had not taken marriage vows, but we were committed to getting married. Amen. That's So engaging is more than just saying, you know, a distant kind of relationship with something. It's an all-in, I'm-in I'm I'm actively in kind of a thing. That's really, if you look up the word engage, it means to occupy or attract or involve and participate and become involved in. Yeah. So to engage the Bible means that. And so when we engage the Bible, you know, we do it because of what I just said, because where else do we go? Right. Other than the Bible to show us who, what the Word of God is and to show us the way. So... That's why we engage it, and I know we may talk about ways we can do that, but at a base level, that's that's the reason why. And going back to what you said, I mean, it's fundamental to our faith because we believe this is inspired revelation from God mm-hmm. without error, and it's eternal and effective, just like you said. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to nerd out for Please a second do. here. You might have been one who helped compile this, so you're, you're, you're guilty as charged there, too. <laughs> But in our doctrinal statement, which which really is nothing more than a man-made compilation of biblical truth, we're just trying to piece together, stitch together what the Bible says about stuff. In the in this excerpt about the Bible, it says the scriptures are authoritative and without error in any category of knowledge and are of supreme and final authority mm. in all matters about which they speak. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I read that, I'm like, okay. There, there's my answer. That's where we turn. That's right. And, you know, recently we went through the book of Daniel, which really, as you work through that, it really makes you stop and think, can I take God at his word? Because it says some amazing things in there. That's right. And that even allowed us some time on Sunday morning to talk even hermeneutics and how we interpret the Bible. And yeah. it's foundational for us. And I love the language that you use that is linear it's literal, linear, and linguistic. Yeah. I mean, that's the framework that we're going to go and interpret the Bible. 
But at the end of the day, it's because of all these things you said. We believe this is literally God's word. So let me ask you a question, Heath, since you're you're the guy who on Daniel 9 kind of really did a slightly deeper dive into hermeneutics, you know, for us, which was awesome. Why do you think, when you think of engaging the Bible, like why is it important that that, that stuff matters that you just talked about? First of all, another piece that we didn't talk about is that it's alive and powerful, uh, right? Yes. And, and so right. it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, joint and, marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I believe it's alive and powerful and that by engaging it, you are hearing from the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it. There's something about his word. And we have that written revelation that we hold to, but it's by his word he created everything. And it's by his word that he holds it all together. And then it was his word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. There's something about God's word, right? Yeah. That's that's the agent for all this stuff. So what would you say, and, and you're good about this because you have a phrase that it's, it's sort of a catchphrase for you that I think is really helpful, and it's got the word humble effort in yep. it. What do you say to the person who says, okay, Heath, you know, I'm tracking with you. This all sounds awesome. But then I open my Bible and it's like, oh, engage. Yeah. What do I do what do, here? I do? Is it too hard? All this stuff that you know, we may have heard. Yeah. That phrase. What would you um, say to that person? Well, I would say this phrase, and I did not come up with this. I had it in my journal from years ago, and I cannot to this day find out who said it. Well, when when you're (laughs) preaching, you just say, someone has said. That's right. (laughs) What's the old joke about if you copy one person, it's plagiarism, but if you copy a bunch of people, it's research? Amen. (laughs) That's That's how I process it. I mean, but anyway. Yeah. Well, the Bible is able to be understood with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's first and foremost. Literally, the Holy Spirit's called the helper. Jesus says, I'm going to send the helper. And it's the spirit that illuminates Mm. the truth from God's word Mm. to an individual. And then so with the help of the Holy Spirit, with humble effort, you can't just put the Bible under your pillow and sleep on it. It, it. It takes some effort and some humility. You, you come to the word with humility. I think there is a correlation between growing and understanding who the Lord is and humility. Mm-hmm. And the minute the humility disappears, I think that growth starts to fade. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a connection there. And then for me, the last part, ordinary means. You do not have to go to seminary to engage the Bible. You, the resources you need, this is a beautiful thing about Ephesians 4. It lists these gifts that, that Jesus gave to the church. And the purpose of the gifts are to equip the believers to do the work of ministry, not to hire professionals to do ministry, but they are given these gifts. Okay. And we can go through that list, but one of those gifts is teaching. Mm-hmm. And I, I firmly believe the local church has every resource it needs for every believer who needs help. And I know that about this church. We are blessed with a multitude of wonderful teachers. Right. And so part of, you know, I, okay, I'm going to engage the Bible. How do I do this? You've got to ask for help because so much of this, even in my own life, it's done with another person. It's done in community. That's right. And we have so many opportunities and resources within this church to help you. You just have to kind of roll up your sleeves and, and get going. Yeah. And just to tag one comment onto what you said, and I am a guy who does have seminary education. Yeah. 
And I would never say that it wasn't a precious, wonderful thing, and it still is, and I draw on its tra- my training pretty much every day sure. in some ways. But you know what? In my own in my own kind of quiet time in the Word, when I'm not like doing it per- to prepare a sermon or anything else, it's a learner's spirit that I bring to the <laughs> to the event right there, the experience that I'm having with the Lord in the Word, and I just say, Lord, open my eyes. Uh, Psalm one one nineteen has a verse, I think verse eighteen, to see wondrous things from your Word. Have this awe and this learner's spirit to say, show me what you've got. Because if when I bring in preconception and everything else, but then when I look at it fre- with that fresh eyes, I, I see these incredible things. And it, it's sort of a self-perpetuating thing. You want to get more. It just sort of, you know, tweaks your hunger to, to get more, to get more and more. So, and, But it, that's the humble side of it. Don't go into it. We're all at a level ground. Just be hungry, right. have a learner spirit, ask the questions of the text like, what do I see here? Oh, wow, look, he said such and so topic like seven times in seven verses. That yeah. must be important. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. I've this is anecdotal my 20 years but when I've come along somebody that is just putting in some humble effort God rewards it I know it's just I just I have no doubt about that yeah it's it's amazing <laughs> what does uh, the Hebrews passage say you must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those, those who seek, seek him. him that's right yes and I think he is and a lot of that reward is further illumination of who he is further yes. revealing and yes. deeper truths. And I think you would, I mean, I'll just ask you, as you think about your early days in the faith and starting to think about it for yourself and getting in the word, how many times have you gone over the same passages and think, wow, I've never seen that before. Oh yeah. It's just. When I was sort of owning my faith as as a my own person in college, which was great growth years, it was like awe, like, oh my gosh, look at this new thing. Look at this new thing. And then now at 56, I, I can get into the Word, and if I come at it humbly, like you said, and I rely on the Spirit, I just see these incredible things. I, 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 I probably say it once a week. I, I've been looking at this passage for years and years, and I never saw this, That's right. quote unquote. <laughs> so really awesome. Yeah. So what are some of the ways in this local body that we have opportunities to help people engage the Bible? Well, lots of them, really. And yet, when I say that, I'm going to tell you, I think we have lots of room to improve sure. as a church to, to really help people do more and more of this. But the ones that exist today, so Sunday morning, you know, we engage the Bible. And as our friend Mike Cunningham talks about, you know, when you lift the hood as a preacher yep. to, to let people see how you came to an interpretation or what you saw in the text is helpful. So that's but I would say that's the probably the least in-depth way yeah. is the Sunday morning preaching event, as it were. But then we have small groups, which should be carrying out that mission statement that, or that function statement we talked about, engage the Bible together. Yep. I know some track sermon series, some open books of the Bible, just engage the Word together. We have Bible studies, men... I know you're probably still involved or have been involved in a Thursday morning one. Yep. We got a Tuesday morning one. Women meet at different times. 
And then there's then there's lots of these little meetings within our church. Yeah. We joke about we uh, don't know we don't know. Yeah, but and whether it's a uh, the New York bagel, the New York bagel, or uh, Panera, Panera, those were FBC South, <laughs> FBC and South, all that. You walk in and you see a group of men from Fellowship Bible Church, Bibles out, engaging the Word together. Love it, love yeah. it. And then impact classes. I know a, an area that's near and dear to your heart, and you've been incredibly instrumental, used of the Lord to help push forward. Like I think you're teaching one, you just this, promoted it from la, from a Sunday or so ago about uh, the feasts right. of Israel. Yeah, you know, and out of Leviticus. I know, right? Everybody knows Leviticus, right? But you're, I, my guess is you're going to engage the Bible, right? Absolutely, <laughs> so. absolutely. Impact classes are a place to come and engage. You're not going to just be a student to just receive content. We design the classes for you to come and participate. Yeah, interact. And help, and help you. It's a place where you can slow down and ask questions and interact. Absolutely. Sounds like a good place to put in humble effort, huh? There you go. Humble effort. <laughs> Love it. I know. So th- I think this is so helpful because I've noticed this in my own lifetime, and I know we talk about a lot in the culture, but even in my own lifetime, I've noticed a culture where generally people honored the Bible, I would say, or, or might, you know, had respect for it to where... If you take it seriously and you really believe it's God's word, it, it's like, it's, you're kind of weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's just constant attacks to push, push it away, push it away, push it away. And I think we got to stay as a community all the more vigilant to stay dialed in to the word of God. Yeah, and scripture would bear that out. We don't have time to go into that. But yeah. the, the trajectory that you just mentioned is, is true. Scripture tells us to expect it. Yeah. And just press in further to the timeless principles and precepts. Anything else you would add about engaging the Word? I'd say to anybody who's shrinking back right now and and says, you know, I I just don't, don't believe I've got it in me to do it, I'd say... Some enemies whispering in your ear then, the enemy perhaps, because God said that he—Jesus said he'd send the Spirit to help us and illuminate truth to us. And, you know, just engage the Bible, do the best you can. Like you say, you said it when you preached, raise your hand, you know, ask, yes. you know, say, hey, you know, we will look at that as a sign of kind of heroic courage, not a sign of weakness. That's right. That's a good step, not that a bad step. a great step. Yeah. So that's what the body of Christ is all about. I, so I'd say don't stay shrunk back. Just press forward with Amen. one next step. Amen. The last thing I would add is something we stress around here is we are not engaging the Bible to add to knowledge. Knowledge alone puffs up, mm. but this is a a block to grow our faith, to ground our faith, but also to go out and do these next two things, to pursue Christ-centered relationships and share the good news of Jesus. It cannot just stop right. in our in our closet, in our in our quiet time. Yeah, they're 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 sort of they're sort of uh, they are interconnected. You can't separate the that's right. The three. So. That's right. Okay, that's great. I love it. Well, thanks again uh, for hanging out with me this week, Eric. Loved it. Join me next week, Eric. Yes, yeah. and we'll continue to talk about pursuing Christ-centered relationships. All right. See you all next week. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us this week at FBC. We're a church family that is engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. See you next week.